Merry Christmas, everyone. What a wonderful night this is. And we welcome you here to worship at Southport Congregational Church. Whether this is your regular spiritual home or you are visiting with us or joining us from your own home, you are welcome and we are glad that you are here with us to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Those words, our Lord and Savior, it's a huge concept. It is a massive theological idea for such a tiny little baby to have to embody. In fact, one of the most famous theologians of all time, Reinhold Niebuhr, has published more than 30 books on Jesus and who he is. And Karl Barth, another great theologian, he wrote one book with over 8,000 pages, six million words, just trying to write what Jesus' being born meant to this world. To say that understanding who and what Jesus Christ is all about seems to be complex would be an understatement. But then again, was it supposed to be? It's a simple story, and we tend to forget how truly, remarkably simple his life was. So who was Jesus? He was a man born of Jewish parents in an obscure village of Bethlehem, the child of a peasant woman and a carpenter. When he was a toddler, his parents became political refugees and had to escape from their lives from Egypt to Egypt. And when that danger had passed and they wanted to move back to Israel, they had to move to an obscure village called Nazareth to stay safe. Jesus worked as a carpenter, and when he was 30, he became an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held a public office. He never owned a home. He never really had a family of his own. He never went to college. In fact, he never traveled more than 200 miles from the place where he was born. And when he did travel, he walked. He never did any of the great things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. And while he was still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. Even one of his best friends denied him. Another betrayed him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed upon the cross between two thieves. And while he was dying, his executioners gambled for the only piece of property that he had left on this earth, his coat. And when he was dead, he was taken down and laid in a tomb that had to be borrowed from a friend. 21 centuries have come and gone, and today he is still the centerpiece of the human race. And all the armies that ever marched, 
and all the navies that were ever built, and all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned, all put together, have not affected the life of humanity upon the earth as powerfully as that one solitary life. So let us stand together and voices loud and clear in our celebration of this wonderful gift of Christmas, this greatest gift of all, this gift of Jesus Christ.
And let's join together now in our call to worship. Tonight, as our hearts are filled with the spirit of Christmas, let us sing and rejoice. On this Christmas Eve, we join with people all around the world as we praise God, saying, Let's join together in prayer. Our loving God of all life and light and peace, your loving spirit is radiating and beaming on this night this night which is like no other. Because tonight, we don't just think about your presence, but we feel you with us here and now in the excitement of the children, in our own anticipation, and in the unmistakable warmth and glow that brings us here, that knits us together as a community of faith and love. And as we're drawn to the sacredness of this night, we come with joy. And we come with a yearning to be touched and to receive and to be received by your warmth and your love. And so, as you are with us in all of these ways, may we open ourselves fully to you receiving your amazing and palpable gifts receiving your living spirit deep within our souls as Christmas comes alive once again. This we pray together saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please be seated.
Our first scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a young girl engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the angel came and said to her, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here I am, the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
and the Christmas story continues from Luke, where we hear that when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you, Mary, among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For God has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For God who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And God's mercy is on those who love him from generation to generation. Our story continues with the story of the birth. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria, 
And so all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace among all with whom God is well pleased.
Uh, before we enter into our time of prayer, just a little bit of housekeeping reminders for you. Um, we are one of the last churches to hold on to fire on Christmas Eve. Um, that is your responsibility. Um, so there is proper candlelighting techniques that I'd just like to remind you all of. If you have the lit candle, your candle stays vertical and the unlit candle comes into light off of yours. Okay, watch out for the people's hair in front of you. That's always a good one and we all know because it has its own specific odor that comes with that. <laughs> at the end of the service, please blow out your candle at the end of Joy to the World. And then there are baskets um, outside the narthex that you can return uh, your candles to as you leave the church. Uh, due to the extreme weather, Paul and I are going to wish you a Merry Christmas from here and um, let you all get out safely um, and quickly back to your own homes. So as we um, shift our gears just a little bit and enter into this time of prayer, there are some uh, church family members that we would like to have you keep in, um, in your hearts and prayers as we move forward. So first, Parker Rogers uh, is home recovering from surgery. Um, and we are, so we send him our prayers and our love. We also send our prayers and love to Jen O'Neill's mom, um, Judy Hames. She fell today, which is a tough day to fall, had to have surgery on a broken femur. So we um, hear that she is out of surgery and doing well. So we give thanks for that and wish her a speedy recovery. Uh, we also would like to keep, ask you to keep in your prayers those who are being treated for cancer, for those who are without electricity on this holiday, and also just a quick prayer of thanksgiving for um, one of our church members who was in a very serious bike accident back in November. Uh, Robin Hogan is here with us tonight with his wife Jan, so um, we celebrate the miracle of that recovery. So with those prayers and then the prayers that are within each of your own hearts, Let's take our time to lift them all to God. Let us pray. Dear God, tonight we are keenly aware that you are a God of ages past, a God who is with us now, and a God of the future still unknown. And we come to this sanctuary, we gather on this night with great anticipation, with hope, with joy, with peace, and with feelings of love for you and for one another deep in our hearts. On this night, we give you thanks for the Christmases that have passed, and for the family members who are no longer living that we shared them with. And we know, God, that for some this Christmas will be difficult. The losses we have felt weigh heavy on our hearts. But your birth symbolizes a light, a light which will put out the darkness, a light which will illuminate even the darkest corners where fear and doubt live. <clears throat> and so we ask you, God, to fill us with those feelings of awe and wonder, of love and tradition, which come alive as with no other night. 
Settle our spirits right now, God, so that we may become present to you at this moment, feeling your spirit in our hearts, hearing your voice and the comforting words of scripture, seeing you in the faces of our children who surround us, and being touched by you in the songs that we sing. <coughs> and we remember how on this night more than 2,000 years ago, the world was hungry for a leader, ready for the Messiah, and thirsty for your love and peace. And we remember how you came to those people and consequently to us who are gathered here tonight in a simple baby, a child born in a stable, surrounded by nature and cradled in your love. So cradle us, we pray, so that as we gather on this night, our prayers for your way and for your will to be done float on a song to you. And we pray for Christ's love to be born again in us through the love of our neighbors, the love of you, and the love of ourselves. Keep our hearts open to receive Christ now and help us to be kind to one another so that your light may shine through us in this world, this night, and forevermore. Amen. One more time. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, every Christmas Eve, our Mission Outreach Board chooses one of our agencies to be the recipient of this special offering. Tonight, we honor the Madeiras Home. The Madeiras Home is part of Homes for the Brave, which is a homeless veterans organization. And the Madeiras Home is special because it is for homeless female veterans. And it is the only program of its kind throughout the entire state of Connecticut because it's the only transitional housing program that only serves female veterans and allows them to remain with their children. Along with meeting the basic needs such as food and shelter, this program gives these veterans access to a full suite of compassionate and comprehensive resources, not only for them, but for their children. They help them secure safe housing, stabilize and enhance their income, and accomplish their own self-determined goals. This program provides these individuals with a safe place to recover and to grow and to re-enter society with strength. So with gratitude for their service, with compassion for their sacrifices, our evening's offering will be collected.
just before we have um, our final scripture passage for the night, um, I just want to take a moment and just say thank you to the, um, to the, the teen choir, our teen choir, our, our junior choir, our cherub choir, um, and just you know, thank you for filling all of our hearts with so much joy tonight and every, every time you sing. So it really makes it Christmas. So, yeah, right? <laughs> and now for our final reading. Luke writes, When the angels left them and went into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place this thing which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. And when they saw this, they made known the saying which had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary kept all these things pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. And this is the Christmas story that we share again tonight.
do love this night, and obviously you do too, because you are here. And we are here in big numbers this year. We're back. <laughs> We're back. There has been some tough things to work through with, with you know what and change and turmoil and global unrest. Our hopes and fears of all the years. And we add that with our own personal and our own daily challenges. And they are all met in thee tonight. And then we have this. Then we have this. An oasis. Sanctuary. And at this particular moment, right here and right now, regardless and including everything that has gone before and led up to this moment, we get to participate in this. 
and we get to let go of everything that has gone before. And we get to welcome and receive and soak in God's grace and our love of one another. We get to soak in all that is good and all that is healing. And in this, we have Christmas. We have Silent Night. We have the Prince of Peace. When I say that, the Prince of Peace, sometimes it feels a little off considering all that goes around in our lives. But when Christ came as the Prince of Peace, it didn't mean that peace and happiness would be thrust upon us individually or that would be forced upon the world regardless of what humanity does with it and how we act and respond. It doesn't mean that he would fix things once and for all regardless of how we behave. But it does mean that you and that we, we get to participate in this and we get to shine his light in our life. We get to shine his light in the world. We get to shine love and we get to shine patience when there is none. And we get to shine justice and courage and peace. And we get to do this not when we are sitting back and waiting for someone else, but we get to do this when we are righting wrongs, when we act as that light, when we act as instruments of God's peace. And then, and then at that time, the Prince of Peace reigns. Not when there may be, but when there is hatred, we so love. When there are tears, we embrace and we say we understand. <laughs> we know what that's like. When there is injustice, we create it. So Christ didn't come to do it all for us, but to equip us to be bearers of his light and peace. And so as we light this Christ candle tonight, may we commit to embody all of this and to let it shine as difficult as that may sometimes be. We light and we embody the light of Christmas.
because this moment goes all too quickly. I want to give you just an extra moment to look around and to feel it deeply and to take it with you. From where I stand, I get to see beautiful and beautiful smiling faces and some tears and some eyes closed in deep thought and reflection. And all of it together is love. So as we go out from this place in the great warmth and in the great love, and in this place that is true sanctuary, take it all with you. And let your light so shine, for this is the gift of Christmas. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Amen.